That's the small talk. Now let's get down to business. Now, your programme. What's the big idea? Well, they've grown to know the Irish much better. We've now got to know how largely their mind works. I moved over here and immediately I had to up my game. I could not have done the job I, I did for quite a number of years in Ireland. I had to go and earn my living in England. I think a lot of it's in my hair. I think there's a lot of Ireland in here. I had an Irish upbringing. 20 years after an Irishman couldn't get a fucking job, we had the presidency. It was some heightened awareness of how hard my tribe had had it in London. No blacks, no Irish, no dogs. Never has a nation so small inspired so much in another. So you could say there's always been a little green behind the red, white, and blue. Our family is very Irish, you know. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special announcement to make at this stage. Would you welcome, please, the wonderful Charlie Threego! You're very welcome to this very special episode of An Irishman Abroad with me, Jarlath Regan. It's been a wild old week for me. If you've been listening along with uh, Sonia on Tuesday and Marion on Friday, I've been pretty unwell, pretty sick and uh, trying to pummel through and figure out how to do the job while unwell. My heart goes out to you if that's the situation that you find yourself in this week, because I know there's lots of self-employed people like Richie Sadler, my guest, who've no option but to plough on. Plowing on is exactly what we did as young lads, trying to figure out the world, trying to figure out sex, relationships, dating, even before sexting, there was definitely drinking. And we had no guide. We had no weather vane and we certainly weren't comfortable in the 80s and 90s asking the questions that needed to be asked. Uh, Richie, what you said when you wrote this book, and it's in the book, that you just wished that there was a book like this when you were that age. Was that really the motivation when you picked up your pen to write this or was there much longer meetings with publishers where you're like well what kind of book are we going to write about your experience as a therapist and working with these young men how are you doing first of all (laughs) (laughs) it's great to chat to you again um i i first of all well the the chat with the publishers were were very straightforward i'd worked with gail on my previous book and they initially suggested a book about aimed at the age group moving from kind of primary school to secondary school so kind of pre-adolescence just right. some kind of book maybe to give them a heads up about what's ahead right. or some kind of manual to assist them in that little spell in their lives and so I, the word manual came up so, something like that and and i can't even remember the words but i, I thought about it and i thought you know I, I don't really do a lot of work with that age group they're the kind of the very younger end of the, the, the mm. spectrum of ages that i work with and i've done a load of work in transition year classrooms so 15 16 year olds sometimes seven year old, 17 year olds and a, a lot a lot of clients over the last few years who've been that age group and majority of my clients in my psychotherapy practice are male and most of them are adolescent so that this is an area that i'm most familiar with i've loads of experience of conversations with them and hearing what what their lives are like not necessarily what my life was like when i was 15 because there's loads of things and you, you know this from because you know the way the world is now, mm. they, they, they've to work out, you know, they've got unlimited access to the internet, which didn't exist. So any information they want, their little, relatively underdeveloped or still developing or immature minds can get all the information they want, which isn't to say they're going to be able to make sense of it or, or understand or get the it. most reliable information. Yes, yeah. or, or use that information appropriately. They've access to online porn, which didn't exist in our day. They can put anything in a text or photograph themselves and send it to anywhere instantly. We didn't have that. Mm -hmm. There's obviously dating apps. 
there's loads of things that they have to navigate their way through that we didn't. So I figured a book for 12 or 13 year olds wouldn't be my bag, but this age group absolutely would be. Mm. And they, they, Gil were brilliant. They didn't instruct me or guide me or nudge me in any direction. They said, we can't really help you here with the content. Send us the chapters as you're writing it, just in case by the very end you send us a book which is entirely different from the one we had in mind. But they were brilliant. They just they just left me to it. And, and in one way, that's nice being left to it. But in another way, it's sometimes nice having someone over your shoulder just to give you a reassuring tap in the back going, mm. this is okay, you're going in the right direction. But I never had that. So that was just the way it went. Wow. And then in the last few weeks, actually, I, I did send it on to the woman that trained me in, in adolescent psychotherapy, the one who the woman who ran the, the master's course I did, who's been doing this for years. And, and that was a that was a big boost because I'm at the stage now. This is early release stage. It's only out a couple of days. I've no idea how this is going to go. Yeah. I haven't read one review. Nobody outside a tiny circle of people that worked on this book with me know about the content so i'm completely in the dark about the impact of me writing this book is going to have on me or, or any of that stuff so it's it's uh, i'm shaking my head here because i thought the reason why i asked that question is because i thought there is a plan there's a fig heavily figured out idea of what let's talk is going to be it's all right You've got a postman interruption here. Not a not a bad place to stop. Both of uh, Richie's amazing dogs, <laughs> straight at it. Uh, two of the most uh, different dogs you've ever seen in your life. One is a giant kind of Beethoven type, and the other is a uh, what you'd call a cavapuchon, a cuddly, snuggly dog. Anyway, he's back with the post, and we'll get straight back into it. So we're back after the post. Yeah. Uh, the post has arrived, and the dogs have settled down. Uh, what are the dogs' names again? Bobby is a six-year-old Saint Bernard, and little Joey is a three-and-a-half-year-old Cavapoo. Oh God, what what a pair! Uh, they 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 hear themselves being talked about now, trying to nuzzle in on the conversation. But what I said there was, I felt sure there was a plan, because I like I tip my hat to you right now because. This is your creation. Let's Talk is created on a blank canvas. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed, you. You're, you're, you're not helping. So you came up with the idea on the fly with that blank canvas presented to you. Maybe you can explain to the listeners then what exactly it is, what exactly that idea was, and what your hope is. It, it stemmed from a need that I saw very early on in my work with teenagers and that I saw repeatedly again and again and again. And for anyone who works with young people, whether it's in sports arenas or academic fields or mental health or whatever, you're dealing with a cohort of people who are just trying to make sense of the world around them. They're trying to work out who they are. Everything is in a constant state of change. You, you probably won't have a decade like it again in your life. Mm. You, the journey you go on from the age of 12 to 22 or 23 is unlike any other period of your life. You're a kid at the start, you're an adult at the end. Your body is unrecognizable at the end from what it was at the start and your mind will work in ways that were incomprehensible to you when you were 11 or 12. So that can be a really bumpy, challenging, distressing, fearful, confusing, traumatic journey for people 
can also be brilliant. Like it's mm. one of the most exciting periods of your life. Yeah. The Hilarious. Amount of, the amount of new experiences and everything is a novelty and everything's loads of things you do for the first time and it's exciting and there's adrenaline pumping all over you and there's testosterone flying everywhere. You're trying to get away with things for the first time and, and duck and dive and develop a bit of independence away from your parents and you've amazing bonds and friendships with your mates, all that stuff. But your sexuality is really emerging and developing as well. And I don't think this is unique to Ireland, but it's particular in Irish culture. We're not great at talking about sex in a really open, breezy, non-judgmental, common sense, matter of fact way. Mm. It's totally loaded with embarrassment and discomfort and shame. Are you asking the right questions? Do you not know enough? Do you enjoy it too much? Do you not enjoy it enough? You, do you enjoy the wrong stuff? All, all, that, all that stuff. And, and, and loads of us didn't grow up in households where sex was openly talked about as if it was natural and normal and healthy. So we brought so it's up... the blind leading the blind. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of growing up... Like, if you're in a household where sex is never mentioned or when it is, everyone just shuts up. You kind of get to the age where you go, okay, it's not... A, okay, I'm getting a very consistent message that sex is just something you shouldn't talk about. Or if it is getting mentioned, everyone just gets weird. Yeah. And depending on the school you go to in this country, different schools have different ethos and they have the right to come up with kind of their own curriculum in this area if they like. So there's no consistency there. And it's really awkward to talk about this stuff. It's hard to ask questions, but they're questions worth asking and teasing out the answers. And, and, and I figure there's a gap there. Mm. We're, we're kind of unsure. Is it the school's job? Is it the parents' job? Is it the, you know, the favorite uncle or auntie's job or the older sibling's job? Who imparts information or who makes himself available for really open conversations about this stuff? If I really understand, like, I'm not judging anyone. Like, like it's, it's no one's fault. It's just the yeah, way it is. just how it is. And, and again, the cohort we're dealing with, they get embarrassed by everything. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember? Like, yeah, they get embarrassed if you look at them. Yes. The self-consciousness yeah. that you feel at various points of your yeah. teenage life is overwhelming. Yeah, you're ask pulling, them a you're question. Going, you're how football, all over. Yeah, you're, yeah, how's you're, football going? They're embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, the room is looking at me. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to put my hand up in class because the teacher might ask me. I don't want to answer because I might get it wrong. Someone sniggers in the room. They must be sniggering at me. If I have a spot in my face, I don't want to walk in the room because everyone will be looking at it. There's, 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 everything is kind of... But Richie, it's uh, with all of that in mind, and, and like like you say, you've correctly identified the way it is. It's a lot to take on. To go well, I'm gonna be the voice. I'm gonna. Oh, but provide. I'm not. No, I, so I, 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 I'm not assuming any big role I, I or know, any responsibility. I just figured the, something like help. this would help because, like, the, the publishers came up with the name. I didn't, and right. I love it. Yeah, fabulous I love name. It. And, and so brilliant. part of your life. Yeah, because like loads of people who work in, in mental health will promote the value of talking or, or, or really challenge people who think the best approach is to silently deny the existence of a problem. Mm. So this, this let's talk, it was just like this kind of really soft, gentle invitation just to do things slightly different than we used to. Mm. And some conversations, like me and you can have a really open chat now about sex. We're two adults, we've lots of life experience and we're out of the, the really shitty, confusing adolescent phase and we've kind of some sense of who we are, what we like. Mm. We're both in relationships and things have relatively settled. But when you're 15 or 16, everything's up in the air and you might not have the vocabulary to ask certain questions. You won't have the self-confidence, you won't have the emotional intelligence. You might not have a parent in your life or an adult in your life that's approachable and available and just grand about this stuff. Mm -hmm. 
that they'll ask question, answer questions about this the way they'll answer questions about the Premier League or about questions about politics. So it, for those people particularly, if they have access to a book like this, you can find out information, you can kind of understand a bit more about some of the dilemmas or challenges you're going to have, but you can do it in a way that's not shaming or exposing in the way that some conversations are. Yes. Okay. And you can hone in on certain chapters and reread certain pages without anyone knowing yes. that you're honed in on the sexual orientation bit mm. or you're questioning your orientation. It's just there for you as it's a resource. It's just there. Yeah. So Jump when I said voice, voice was the wrong word to use because you aren't saying, and here I am on Mount Olympus with the tablets and everything carved into them the way it should be. And it is written that way that it's, look, this is me. And there's so much of you in here. The lovely extracts of, well, here's what I went through. And there's mad shit that went on for me. Because I think it helped. Like if you, if you, like if you're saying let's talk and you're saying nothing yourself. Yes. It kind of lessens the validity or the impact or the integrity of what you're saying. You've got to give some of you first. <laughs> Say, yeah. Let's talk. It's good to talk openly. And then I'm saying silent. Yeah. You talk now. Exactly. Yeah. So like I, I, I thought it would be worthwhile for a, re- a young reader of a book like this for me to say the awkward, embarrassing stuff that yeah, yeah. I the did page or three went. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. When I was a kid, I thought, Jesus, page three on the sun. <laughs> it's a big like, deal. That's really exciting <laughs> because, and, and this isn't said, but it's really true. It's appropriate and normal and healthy to be excited and aroused by sexual imagery hmm. when you're in early adolescence. That's a sign that your sexual development is underway. It's meant to happen. Yeah. Now, most lots of people think it's oh god, it's, it's I, a sign I'm, that you're I'm a, a perv. You're a perv. You're a little yeah. so and so. Um, but it's normal. Like, how do how do you expect it? Like, a, a kid to all of a sudden overnight hmm. become the sexual being who knows what they're at. It doesn't happen. There's a, there's a messy bridge that used to travel adolescence. Yeah. And, and it's it's going to be like, there isn't a book anyone can write anywhere that's going to alleviate all the messiness. Like there, there's probably no adult anywhere listening to this that will be able to reflect on their whole teenage life or that period of their life and go, there's nothing I'd do or say differently. Like we all have things, that we, even when you're 17, you, you regret what 15 year old you did. Mm-hmm. When you're 15, you're kind of, like mocking what 13 year old you did. Completely. I mean, even at 41, I regret 40, you know, it, it's a con, it's a constant thing. So like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get hurt. You probably get your heart broken. You'll say things that you'd be embarrassed by. You'll do things that your partner will criticize you for. Your partner will shaft you in ways you didn't expect. That's real life. It, it just happens. And it's going to happen loads in teenage years because you're still trying to work stuff out. Yeah, and you're releasing that valve, Richie, in the way you say that and the way you've pitched this, that pressure cooker that youngsters can find themselves in and just automatically find themselves in. And that I certainly vividly remember myself feeling that if I get this wrong, I'm done. You know, this precipice, this finality of that there's no walking back these decisions. And as you say, will I be known for that from this day forward, particularly in an age when everything is being documented. Yes, that's the that's the crucial difference. I mean, you're right. Every generation of teenagers has that thing, that fear of being the focus of ridicule by others, the that you've you're out of step with the behavior of people around you, or you're saying do things you get mocked for. 
We all have that. But today's cohort, their silly, regrettable comments are written down in text conversations. Mm. The stuff that they might say in a moment, which back in our day, the two lads in the, in the, in the room which you would hear, now they're putting it on social media. On the nights out when you might... I don't know what the word is, shift, mm. meet, smog. Yeah. There's loads of different words for, for hooking up with someone. You, you, you might do it, and, and but now people are filming it. Mm. And, and so, again, you're talking with the 15, 16-year-old minds, 17 or 18-year-old minds, where, where, where things seem catastrophic very quickly. Yeah. They go from not to 100 very quickly. Yeah. So there's even more of a need just to step in and go, and I suppose I only picked this up from working with teenagers. You, you, and that's how kind of I would have picked up a lot of this stuff. It helps to try and intervene early rather than wait just to respond to the crisis. Mm. Like a lot of the clients I'll come to my therapy practice, the distressing thing has happened or the behavior that they regret has happened. And then everyone's in the room going, what now? Can we it, it, beat them to that punch? Yeah, it, it's yeah. better. Okay, let's start. In, instead, of, instead of there being an, an unplanned pregnancy, talk about condoms and explain how you use one. In, in, instead of someone waiting to put a photo, text a photo of themselves naked to someone they met online, have a real open, honest discussion about the benefits of, and the excitement that come with sexting, but also the really basic do's and don'ts that you need to be aware of. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because I did want to ask you about once you'd established what it was you wanted to do, what were the things that you definitely wanted to cover? That had to be right in there. And what I loved about that particular part of the book was how you immediately went from being this older man who's a retired footballer, who's now a therapist working with youngsters, to actually handing it over to the youngsters. And you say, here are some of the things that young men who have done this have said they wished they knew before they did it. Now, that to me, if I was a young reader, is just heaven sent because it's what you want to know is I wish I could ask other lads when I can't. But you've already done if it. If you're 16. What's going on in the world of an 18 year old? Is, is is fascinating yes yeah. they're the, they're gods yes 43 year olds like me aren't they're, they're too old they're You're too distant out to pasture you can't a six, can't understand like i could bang on about you know being married or owning a house or having a mortgage 16 year olds just tune out yeah but they want to know what life is like as an 18 year old because they want to be ready mm. they want to get an insight into what's ahead so i i think just as a as as a way of like with, with a book like this the whole thing you have to be forget the content forget the the words you use the the tone is the thing i have to put most attention to because if it's preachy or luxury or patronizing or if it's just seems out of kilter with with how they see things or think about things they won't get past page one. No. Put it Lots down. of mums and dads might read it. They'll hand it to the kids, but it won't do the thing that it's written to do. Mm. It won't help anyone. It won't challenge yeah. any youngsters. It won't help them tease out any of their dilemmas. It'll just be something that sits in a room gathering dust. Mm. And it can't be abstract. That was the other thing I thought reading it, particularly that bit that I've just referenced there, that if it's too abstract, if it's too in the area of theory, then it also remains on the shelf. 
Whereas what you've got in here is actual accounts of what youngsters have been through having sent a nude photo. Mm. I mean, tell us a little bit about the story of the young man who is suddenly under police investigation for what he's done. I mean, that that to me is something that I'm sure young lads are going to read over and over again in this because you would never think that's a possibility because you see yourself as a as a kid that just having a bit of crack. Yeah, there, there's I think a thing with, with all young people and like a lot of this conversation is applicable to young girls, too. Yes. But because this book is focused at lads, our conversation is going to be focused on lads. But with young people, what you're trying to do a lot is help them in the process of linking their behavior to the potential outcomes or consequences of that behavior. Mm-hmm. Just join the dots. Yeah. Now, lots of youngsters are quite impulsive and, and, and they don't have the capacity yet to join the dots. If they feel like doing something, they'll just do it, mm. which is why we all do stupid, regrettable, daft things during our teenage years. And what I tried to do there was, again, rather than keep things in the abstract, about, you know, things can go wrong or these are the possible dangers. Actually relay real life accounts of... Now, I had to be really careful. Of course. Because I don't want the people I'm writing about to know I'm writing about them. And I certainly don't want anyone else to identify them. So I had to be a bit creative with the details I put in and I changed other details. But So there's incidents of, of like young lads forwarding pictures they got from their ex-partners onto friends and friends circulated them and then the parents of the girl involved would make a report and and, and again this isn't a world a 15 year old me or you mm-hmm. would have had to even consider navigating so i think it helps when you share yeah but child pornography egg. was the charge was the, yeah was what this young but, fellow was facing so, into so, she so, was 16 he was 17 yeah so it's like it, it's helpful to give like real life examples and cautionary tales not to and, and i was conscious of this as well not to like the old catholic church approach was you, you just keep relaying things that can go wrong and mm. you say this is the road we don't want you to go down it's it just to, in a in a gentle kind of way just say this is the whole landscape loads of fun and crack to be had here's some challenges to face here's some decisions lads i know made and this yeah. is the outcome that's how they felt if they their time again they'd have done this so rather than wait until you fuck up and you make these mistakes and you're in the shit. Let me tell you how other lads got in the shit themselves and see if, you know, see if you can learn from the lessons that they learned the really hard way. Yeah, because you talk about the Im- impetuous nature of the youngster and the uh, suggestion that everybody makes is that, oh, sure, that's just the age, isn't it? I'm sure, they, you know, they're, they're flying by the seat of their pants. But what you correctly identify, and I don't think I'd ever read it anywhere before, was just a reference to horniness and how we don't make good decisions when we're in that state. But what we have is a beat that you can take a beat when you're feeling that way as to what you do next at that fork in the road, which like, honestly, Richie, is like might be the most important thing that a young lad reads <laughs> there, at there, that age. There, that there is that moment. There's a thing like there's, this really simplify a process that goes on in a person's mind. They have an impulse, they think about it, they act. Yeah. And I think a lot of teenagers feel the impulse and then they act. And they bypass the, the very important middle section, which is where they just tease out 
the options, the possible outcomes, how will I feel about going with road A or B or C? Because their brains are still developing the capacity to do that. Mm. Again, which is why they're going to make decisions and do things where as a parent or as a, as a teacher, as a <laughs> member of staff, you put your head in your hands and go, what were you thinking? I thought this fellow was a good lad. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, he's from a good family. He's sound. Yeah, yeah. He's, and, and you say all these things as if the thing that he's just done negates all that other stuff and go, oh God, we're dealing with a real problem. Said, we're not. We're dealing with someone whose mind works in the way that people his age does. And they're going to need a little bit of help and a bit of patience and a bit of empathy to realize that. Like uh, the, the most common thing I get in my practice is people come in and they describe the behavior or the attitude of the young person and the parents. They won't use these phrases, but they basically say, Look, can you get my 15 year old to act as if they're about 28? <laughs> And, and, and that's like, you know, and, and they'll say the thing, you know, he doesn't sit with us anymore. He, we get one word answers. He won't tidy his room. We have to ask him 18 times to get out of bed. He stays too long in the shower. He won't go to school, blah, 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 blah. They say all this stuff. I said, OK. And, and he won't sit with us for on the couch and all this kind of stuff. And I go, OK, Grant, what age is he? Is he 15? I say, can you remember, just matter of interest, what were you like when you were 15? I might ask the dad or ask the mum. Did you chat to your parents? Oh, Jesus, no. Did you sit with them? Oh, God, no, you wouldn't have done that in our house. Can you remember having open chats and was it real friendly? Was it real engaging? And, oh, fuck no, I was ducking and diving all the time. That was grand. So you're telling me you really understand that the shoes that the fella sitting next to you is in because you were in them once. Great. That's the world we're dealing with. So you kind of have to adjust your expectations a little bit. So it's not even, again, when I work with people, it's not... The focus often isn't on the young person and their behaviour. It's just to support the parents to understand the young person as well as possible. Not simply to go, how can we get this fella to go to school every day? <laughs> so yeah, it'd be great if he did, but let's take a few steps back. There's a reason he's not. Let's explore that. So that was definitely something you wanted to get into, right? That, that side of things, mm. right? I have so much more I want to ask you. Uh, we're about about the halfway point of this conversation with Richie Sadler. The book is called Let's Talk. We're going to talk a bit more about sexual orientation and something that has been really in the news of the last while uh, and something that a lot of parents are really, really concerned about. Again, kids making rash decisions on something that is they've decided is a life choice. We'll get to that. It's all over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad in the Excel version of this conversation. Trust me, you'll want to hear the rest of it. We've another good chunk over there and we'll get a little bit deeper into some more of the topics that are covered in the book, Richie Sadler's Let's Talk, which is out now everywhere. All good bookshops. Go to your local bookstore to get it.